Hey Tim. Hey Dan. Just a quick check. Have we hit record on everything? We have hit record. Hit yes. <laughs> We've hit record on on uh, everything. All right, good. So the video people aren't missing the first seven minutes today. No, they're not. No. Fantastic. Hi everybody. Hey, did uh, do you want to hear a joke? I do. How do you sell a deaf man a chicken? How? You want to buy a chicken? <laughs> Terrible. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, I just realized that's probably not so good for the people just listening to the audio. <laughs> no, because I think you backed away enough so it sounded like you were yelling. So, the reason I backed away from the mic is because I was leaning into Dan's face. And yelling it. <laughs> <laughs> I just ate a banana. Could you smell the banana? I couldn't, luckily. Oh. Yeah. No, I couldn't smell your breath, which was good. Uh, Tim. What, what is the, the Tim, Tim and Dan Lowe? Tim, how's your week been? It's been great. I turned 30 yesterday, Dan. So Well done. Yeah, I yeah. made it. And do you know what's funny is I saw you on, on Tuesday and um, I was going to say, uh, enjoy tomorrow, Tim, because you're about to experience a lot of injuries. <laughs> and today, I, and I didn't say it, I was like, oh. I won't put a downer on Tim's 30th. And yeah. then uh, today, your neck injury is back. I know. I know. I literally woke up this morning with mm. a crook neck. It's back. Mm. It was worse than ever. So, uh, yeah, it's all downhill. What is it, back or neck? Did I say back? <laughs> no, you said it's back. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's uh, almost as bad as my joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How about you, Dan? Yeah, good. I've got a, I've got a quick update. Um, mm-hmm. b- b- bike update. <laughs> uh, it's, our new, it's our new thing. So, uh, my spokes and my chain breaker have been delivered. Great. So, um, I took the chain off, the mm-hmm. old rusty one, and I, I moved things around and things look pretty good in, yeah. in, the, uh, in the actual uh, wheel, uh, sorry, the, the pedals and nice. all that looks fine. Nice. Um, so, I started to replace the spokes on my wheel that were busted and I spent a lot of time truing the wheel. Yeah, right, right. So, right, right, right. when the spokes broke, the wheel bends, it yeah. warps. Um, And I was hoping that the frame wasn't bent. It was just Mm. that the spokes were broken. So, when I added all the spokes in, I had to go around and I I improvised a truing mechanism. Mm. Yep. Um, And I found all the spots and I tightened and loosened various parts. Wow. And that wheel... Straight as... Is almost as straight as narrow. (laughs) I'm like just like... It's it's 99% better. What happens if it's not straight? Well, I, I, it's straight enough right now for me to ride because yeah. it, if, I, if I put it on my improvised truing wheel <laughs> mechanism, it doesn't touch either side. Okay. So, okay. It, it is straight. Yeah, cool. But being a perfectionist, I, could, I can see no, the slightest bit. tiny little right. bit. Right. Now, the other problem I'm facing right now is that it's actually a little bit warped too. So, like right. there's, a, there's like a one millimeter wobble up. Yeah, okay. So, I'm fixing uh, that too. So, it's like a bump. A bump. There's yeah. a slight bump. How do you and, fix that? Um, it's just that I need to tighten 
Uh, the spokes at that bit to isn't that crazy bring how the it back spokes down. have that much impact they really yeah, like think. like this thing was like warping like if you're watching the video it, if if the wheel was spinning it was going like spin 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 wobble like wow. like a good that much yeah. and i've brought it in to be like straight 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 like that yeah wow yeah it's so amazing. that's just a bike update that the wheels will be fixed they're going to be as good be as new the chain got delivered yesterday i got picked it up today mm. um so I think, Tim, if I work on this mm. over the next day or two, you might see me riding your bike, so, my bike past uh, your place someday soon. <laughs> I, I don't want that. Don't ride past my I'm place. I'm riding and ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you'd say you're happy with your decision to not have the bike repaired at this point. I'm very happy with my decision. Yeah. Because right now, Tim, I, I haven't even ordered new cables and I haven't even ordered a new cassette. Are the cables for the brakes? The brakes and the gears. So the brakes still kind of work? The brakes still work. Right. I tested it. I pulled them. Like I pulled the cabling and they didn't snap. Yeah, right. And the same with the gears. So all I need to do now is so just the, tighten them and, and so adjust them. So the stuff that he was going to do for you was just kind of like preemptive. Yeah. It, so they will need to be replaced. Yeah. They're old and they're worn. They yeah. do need to be replaced. I don't want to be riding down a hill one day and the brake yeah, snap. Yeah, that you know? Not so, pretty, um, so they do need to be replaced. But at right the moment, now. I've only spent like 60 bucks wow. and the bike will be rideable. Wow. So. Well, following last week's uh, discussion on the bike, mm. um, we actually had a suggestion from Leon, friend of the podcast. Oh, really? Black. Mm. Um, I'll just read his suggestion. Mm. Uh, let's just see. Oh, I should have got this up ahead of time. Da, 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 da. Here we go. In lieu of Dan's dollar saver about his bike. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do an episode on the importance of valuing your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I'm doing I this like as that. like a, a hobby. Yeah, uh, you you enjoy this stuff. I'm enjoying this. This yeah. is an enjoyment time for me, mm. not a, this would be a like, burden. This would be like Leon fixing, you know, patching his own parachute. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah, Leon. How much time are you jumping out of planes, <laughs> nerd? <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. Um, so, yeah, shots fired there from Dan and Leon. Yeah. Um, Tim? But that is a very good topic. It's a very good topic. Actually, valuing your time is a great topic. We yeah. should do that. Mm. Um, now, I just want to introduce another new segment. Oh, cool. I love new it's segments. It's called Listener Questions. <laughs> it's the Listener Questions. Exactly. Uh, Tim, we've had a few people write into us. Cool. Um, this week following cool. up on topics wow. and I just wanted to quickly discuss them and answer those questions live on the podcast oh fantastic far away so um, I won't give full names out here in, pe- in case people didn't want to be recognised recognised <laughs> for this um, can you hear the um, cicadas you definitely can yeah I definitely can anyway the sound of summer yeah this one is from uh, Adrian. Uh, hey, Adrian Adrian wrote in and said you did the valuation of a business Yes. Um, but what about the valuation of prof- uh, professional service companies and the ways people buy them? Example, models for share offers, partners, etc. Personally thinking about engineering um, or something like that. So, in answer to that question, Adrian, so we did address that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, the different models that we spoke about are equally usable to mm-hmm. valuing a business on a professional service. Definitely, so, definitely. specifically one that we mentioned was... Uh, a percentage of the sales, mm-hmm. like yeah. a like a dollar for dollar or a dollar twenty for you know a business that's going to continue, or eighty cents on the dollar of yep. sales. Those are often valuations given to professional services that have recurring ev- revenue, like an accounting firm. Yep. 
Now, the actual models around how you structure that business, that's a whole different topic. Yeah. Now, and maybe we should do an episode about those types of entity structures. But mm. if you hear, you know, and it's an old school term where someone says, I'm a partner mm. in yep. a firm. Yeah. Because once upon a time, they may have been a partnership. Yeah. But more often than not, they're probably more likely to be a shareholder yeah. or, you know, um, they, they own units in a unit trust mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and having, and this is what we spoke about as well, having something like a company means that you can actually issue shares to someone to make them a, a owner of that business. So, yep. um, that doesn't give you personally a return, but you can sell some of your shares to those people. But, but yeah, having a company gives you that kind of flexibility. But yeah, this is a whole nother topic. Yeah, I'm, I think that's something worth discussing. Mm. Um, and I think Dan hit the nail on the head there. We did have some discussion on mm. how to value professional services business um, last week or in that episode, mm. because you could use any of those methods yep. that, that we prescribed. So, um, exactly. it just depends. And again, it comes back to what is the value in the eyes of the purchaser? What is the value in the eyes of the seller? Yeah. And often in those scenarios, the company selling the shares to the partner buying in mm. will have some calculated formula on how they find a fair valuation. Exactly. That's, and that's the point I was about to make was just really what you need to do is just come down to a written formal understanding of this is how we yep. value the shares yep. and therefore, and the process to, to sell or buy them. Yep. 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 So, that's, that's you, that question. If the company doesn't have that, then yeah, you might want to get an accountant involved. Yeah. If they do have that, then you could also, if you were looking at buying in, you could take it to your accountant to assess mm. uh, whether or not the figures they're giving you and the value mm. um, that they've gotten from those figures, whatever yep. their method is, uh, if that's accurate. If they've just plucked a number from the air, maybe it's, maybe it's not so accurate. Maybe you should, should think about um, negotiating that deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, we had another quick question, which was more of a request. This one's from Sarah. She said she was listening to our personal budget episode. Ah. Um, and she was wondering if there's like templates out there that she could use for a personal budget. And specifically, she was saying that she can work out what her current expenses are, but was getting a bit stuck when it comes to working out like spending thresholds, like how mm. much to put in different accounts. So, what I think she means by that is how much she should be spending on each, yeah. mm. on each item. Yeah. Um, now, with, is, before we get into this, is this Sarah? Not Sarah from here. This is a different Sarah. Different Sarah. Wow. Different okay. Sarah. Because I saw this come through. See, this confused me a little. No, no, so, Sarah got that. From a Sarah. From a Sarah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a Sarah that works in our team. Yeah. And so, I thought this question was just coming from... No. Cool. All right. Sarah the listener. Great. Sarah the listener. All so, right. Excellent. Um, we don't have a specific budget um, ourselves, although we do have some that we could probably... if you. Maybe we might send one out. Well, I think in that episode, we did mention a couple of examples. Yeah. Um, I do know Smart Money has a really good personal budgeting tool. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, in regards to the... Projections. Um, well, projections, you can kind of figure that out because yeah. what, you, what, what you really would base it on is what income are we going to be having in the future mm. and what are our normal expenses yeah. that we have each week or month. Um, and if you have any big things coming up like renovations or mm. buying a boat or um, a family holiday, then you could actually plan those expenses in as well. But I think what Sarah's getting at there is having different bank accounts um, to like p- put money aside into. Yeah, she said, 
spending threshold and how much to put in different accounts, etc. Oh, okay, right. I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So, I misunderstood so, that question. So, I think what you could do, Sarah, um, that's getting back to the idea of like setting goals for different things. So, mm. like I want to save up money for a holiday. Um, so, yeah, perhaps you could work out what your normal expenses are mm. and have your expense account. You do this, don't you, Dan? I do. Yep. Yeah. So, how do you do it? Do you have an expense yeah. account? So, the way I do it is I've... Um, I've got just like an everyday spending account and that's for things like groceries, um, going out for dinner, um, those kind of week-to-week -week expenses. So, there's a certain amount that just gets put in that is our budget for spending in that area each yep. week. Okay. Um, then I've got a bills account and that is based on um, a, an average weekly amount that needs to be put aside for yep. the yearly bills. So, like electricity, electricity, phone bills, phone bills, rent, um, cool, internet, cool, cool. All, all, all those kind of things. Okay. I'll, I'll add up for an entire year. Motor vehicle repairs. Subscriptions. That'd subscriptions. Be yeah, subscriptions. <laughs> yep. So, I, I add up the yearly <laughs> cost of that and essentially- bike repairs. Yeah, bike repairs um, and divide that by 52. Yep. And and that's the weekly okay. amount I so put. That's your budget for that. For that, so there's always money in that bills account to yep. pay for the bills when they come up. So that's covering your spendings. So it's sort of giving you a mm -hmm. uh, pocket money, correct? And then a cover off bills yep. amount. That's right. So and then, then the rest is savings. Savings, cool. So then, do you split that into different savings? Accounts? No. Right now, I just have one big old spending pot. Although. Um, so, Kat and I both get our own kind of pocket money. Mm. So, separate to what we might spend together on groceries and, and going out to dinner, we each get a little bit aside for our own personal use on, on whatever we want. Cool. You know, there's no tracking of that. There's no looking at that. It's just, if I want to go spend 50 bucks on something silly, I can. Yeah, nice. And if Kat wants to do the same thing, she can cool. and it doesn't matter. It doesn't come out of our savings, nice, basically. Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah. So, um, we just have one big savings pot at the moment. Um, I... In my mind, I don't really see, uh, apart from having the mental, you know, uh, having the joy of looking at the account that's called holiday and seeing mm. that, that go up, I can't see any need for several savings accounts. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone's different. And this is where it's, yeah. it's a personal budget. Yeah. So, it really depends on what you personally, yeah. what drives your behavior, um, what's going to drive you and reward you to increase that savings amount, I think is the idea. Yeah, exactly. That. So, yeah. if you can see your savings going up and you're getting closer towards your goal of buying a car or buying a house, whatever it might be, mm. then I think that's rewarding and it's going to keep you on track to maintain that habit. Yeah, exactly. I think that's I think that's what you have to come back to is why are we doing this? And so, that's why the multiple savings accounts things work. Could work, yeah. I personally um, never did that. Mm. <laughs> I just preferred to know what I could save each week mm. and then roughly in my mind know if our total money is heading up in the direction that mm. I thought it would mm. and the timing that I thought it would. So, mm. I was like, in about three months, I should have X amount mm. in my savings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> kind of how we work at the moment. We have that one savings account yep. and in my mind, I know there should be X amount. Yep. If I've taken amount out yep. because we've decided to have an extra dinner this week yep. or do something different, then that's on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and there's also other strategies out there. Like I know the 
the barefoot way is you know you have your you splurge account and yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. fire hydrant account and your whatever the other ones are called but it's essentially the same thing yeah it's yeah, just it's bills spendings and savings think about the yeah. thing that's going to be most logical for you yeah. and it's going to drive your behavior because that's really what it's all about isn't it exactly cool anyway that's the end of listener questions i like it yeah i like listener questions send us more listener more. questions oh, more more listener questions Yes. So today's whole episode, and we've got a couple of quick segments to get through before, but today's whole episode is essentially a listener question. It's going to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, a question that we get fairly it's, often. It, it, it is. It's mm. like the 101 question. Yeah. That I reckon I get asked, I have been asked every year mm. that I've been an accountant. Yeah. You I reckon think so. since you started out in the industry. Pretty close. You would, you'd probably have at a During barbecue, the year at some point. Yeah. A phone call. Mm a barbecue, a friend. It's a very common misconception. It is. Mm. And we're going to dispel that myth. We're going to dispel the myth. So, um, quickly, business update. Business time. Um, so, New South Wales budget came out this week. If you're not in New South Wales, I apologize. You're about to get a couple minutes of something <laughs> that isn't relevant to you. Well, I mean, it is the biggest, best state. It is, is. The biggest so. and the best state. And our most listeners in New South Wales. Oh, really? Yeah. So... Well, this is well, for you, New South Wales. Shout out to Queensland. Though. I was there last weekend and it's quite a lovely place. It is. Well, so. It is a lovely place. Mm. Um, so, a quick few things that came out of this budget, which are quite interesting. Um, one is that everyone over the age of 18 is going to get $100 worth of vouchers to go spend on entertainment. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So, I think, that's, I think <laughs> they're trialing it over Christmas and then everyone kind of rolls out in January if it passes law. That is, this is just... Like every budget, this is just yeah. a proposal at this mm. point. I think it'll pass. Yeah, so that that's a really cool one to help boost the economy and and help those struggling um, tourism and yeah. hospitality industry that well, is suffering right especially now. Especially entertainment. Mm. So like live music. Yeah. Um, movies. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm all about getting behind them right now. Yeah, that's so that's that's a really cool one. Um, they're spending a lot on say renewable energy infrastructure. They've they've done a lot around that. Um, a whole bunch of things but another very interesting one which applies to yeah. me and to a lot of other people yeah. is that put it out there they haven't committed to it but, they, but they've kind of said hey we're thinking about doing this yeah. um, the stamp duty and it's removing stamp duty mm. completely mm. of property transfers and instead charging everybody because at the moment um, so charging everybody land tax at yeah. the moment you only have to pay land tax if you own property above a certain threshold yes. and, and, and it's not many people have to pay it. Mm. Your main residence um, yeah. is, is usually exempt. You, yeah. n most people don't pay land tax. Yeah. But, but everybody pays stamp duty mm. unless you're a first home buyer yeah. buying below a certain threshold. Everybody pays stamp duty when they buy the property. Mm. And I've been thinking a lot about this mm -hmm. and here's why I think this is a good thing. Yeah. So, 10 years ago, mm. you'd buy a house on let's say the central coast, mm. the average price for a good house might have been five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, definitely. Probably less. Yeah, I know. Yeah, less. Yeah. Definitely less. So, so let's, let's say, say four hundred. Four hundred thousand dollars. Yep. So at the time, and let's just pretend the first home thing isn't there because it's it's kind of gone through different phases over the years. But stamp duty on that might have been ten thousand, five thousand, not much. Yeah, yeah, it would be between five and ten, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. not much. Not a lot. No. Um, even with the first home buyer's grant, you know, at that point you probably paid none. Yeah. These days, an average house on the Central Coast for the same house, we're probably looking more between 700, 800. That was a good house. 
You, yeah, sorry, yeah, a so, good house. So let's say 900 <laughs> Yeah. Right? Definitely. That's how much has changed. So if you're a first home buyer buying that same house, hmm. um, just 10 years later, not only do you not get the stamp duty exemption because that cuts off at 800 yeah. and above 700 might as well not exist. Yeah, because it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a fade-in. It's a fade-in. So it might, as well, you know, it might as well not exist. So right hmm. now, for the same house 10 years later, you've got to pay an additional... 30 grand probably. Yeah, it'd, it'd probably be, if it's 900, yeah, 35, yeah. I reckon. 35. So 35 grand on top yeah. of a at least hmm. 45 grand house deposit. And that's 5%. And you'd have to pay mortgage loan insurance on top of that as well. Mm. So you'd probably need another 20 grand. And there's mortgage insurance. Mm. So that's for a bare minimum deposit to get by. It's essentially adding 35 grand, which is disproportionate for the same house. Now, if you stayed in that house for 10 years or mm. 20 years, that first person never pays another cent. Yeah. But so the new generation of house buyers are mm. disproportionately affected by this. So, and, and here's the thing, Dan. Um, I paid a fair bit of stamp duty when I bought my house. You did. Three years ago. Yeah. And it was right before they brought in the first time buyers. Stamp duty yeah. exemption, mm. uh, which sucked. And so now I'm like... Well, yes, I, I see the land tax mm. thing and I do think it's a great idea. Mm. But because of that experience, because I've, I've paid stamp duty already, mm. I would I'd be like, I don't want to pay land tax until I buy my next house. And, and that is the, that's what they're suggesting. Okay, cool. Well, so, I'm fine with that. So, what they're suggesting I'm is people who've that. already paid stamp duty don't pay land tax yep. until they buy another home. Nice. And, and for, for a period, they're going to give people the choice. Yeah, nice. So, they'll say, you can either pay this much in stamp duty now or it'll be land tax forever. And so, you can make that decision based on what the I rates like are. I um, like and then they're also thinking about doing away with the first home buyer's stamp duty exemption and just doing a flat 25 grand exemption. So, if you buy a house that's worth 800000 yeah, 25. You get 25 off the 30, ah. the 30 that you'd owe. Cool. So, I you'd only you. owe 10 instead of right now That's you better. owe 30. That's, That's better. heaps better. That's especially better. with the house prices soaring the way yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, it's heaps better. Yeah. So, I am in... This probably won't happen by the time I go to buy a house because mm. they're talking about the end of next year and mm. I might have a house. But if, if I get to March yeah. and it looks like this law is going to happen one July, I'm waiting three months. Mm. It's probably... To save myself 30 grand. Probably worthwhile waiting. Yeah. It, it, it probably will have a small impact on prices yeah although at the same I, time I, an article i read because i thought house prices might go up then because yeah. there'd be more people able to buy yeah but i read a thing that was saying that it, it actually economists are suggesting it won't have an impact so i'm confused by that but yeah i don't know i think they're wrong because if, yeah. if you I don't, people don't often you lower the, the barrier you, you're lowering the barrier yeah. you don't need as much cash exactly yeah i mean let's just use Investment properties, mm. um, as an example. This could see a run on investment properties mm. because you don't have to pay stamp duty. So, there's far less cash or mm. equity that you need to create from your own property to mm. be able to go and buy, buy an investment property. Yeah, I agree. Because you really need to have equity, enough equity, so that's the value of your house minus your loan, mm. to have at least 80% left on that house. So yep. Your loan can't be any more than 80% yeah. of that house. And provide but at least enough to get a deposit, deposit and stamp duty on the next house. Exactly. Yeah. And so, if you're aiming for 20% on a house that's worth 600, mm. then that is 120 yeah. of equity that you need. Yeah. And if the stamp duty on that 600 house is 20 grand, mm. that 20 grand is a big difference. Absolutely. In whether or not you can actually get that without lender's mortgage insurance. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I, see, I see people buying houses from that. 
Yeah. They're already buying a lot of houses, especially on the coast. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I was reading something else <laughs> as well that the, yeah, because the coast's property market is, is soaring. So when we say the central coast, we live on, on the, the central coast. Central coast, New South Wales. In yeah. America, there's a central coast. As in, well. California, in California, yeah. 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 That always gets me. Sometimes I Google central coast, things, central coast yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it comes up with America. So uh, uh, the house market here is soaring, but not everywhere else. Yeah, it, it, it's different yeah. everywhere. I, mm. I don't know. It's overflowing from Sydney. Yeah, it is but overflowing. I've, I've heard Sydney. anywhere on the East Coast, 90 minutes um, with beaches nearby, mm. 90 minutes from a city. It's going to go well. Is going to grow. Yeah. Because people are relocating, they don't have to go to work every day anymore. Mm. Um, and it's generally going to be cheaper 90 minutes away from the city than it mm. is in the city. Mm. And it's a sea change sort of thing, it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that is the Central Coast in a nutshell. Yes. I can imagine is. Wollongong might be feeling a bit of that or maybe even 90 minutes south of Wollongong. Yeah, could be. He's feeling, feeling a bit of that, that as well. Yeah. So the South Coast, I know the South, I reckon the South Coast is probably selling up like hotcakes as well. So Interesting, interesting. So, uh, interesting. Um, yeah, that's the New South Wales budget. Nice one, Dan. There's a few other things there, but yeah, that's, that's all that's really interesting. Yeah, yes. Cool. I um, like it. Tardass tip. Tadas tip, Dan, you said you had one here. I've used so, this one before, cool. but I'm going to reiterate it because I've started again. All right, give it a title. Uh, it's called Make That Coffee Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're back on the make your own coffee train. I'm back on the make my own coffee wow. train. Wow, okay, so, well done. So, for a long time, um, so I, we bought this coffee machine and this has been a Tadas tip before. Um, where yeah. you make your own coffee. Yeah, make your own coffee. And uh, I, I think I, I figured out, you know, per coffee, it, it was going to be like less than a dollar to make mm. at home. Mm. I had a whole spreadsheet calculation to see if it was worth buying this coffee machine. Yeah, I remember. The coffee machine was only 90 bucks, yeah. so it really wasn't expensive. But mm. essentially, if, if I'm saving $4, you know, yeah. 30 coffees, I've made my money back. Definitely. So, I'm well and past that point now. Yeah, yeah. So, now, every time I make a coffee, Tim, there's a Great. smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you do that, then? Twice this week. Really? Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, in the morning now, I, I get up and I make Kat and I a coffee. Nice. Put in our travel mugs. Good. And it tastes good. Good beans. Uh, and so, my other shout out is uh, Aldi uh, ground coffee beans. Really? Very good. Are they? Very good. Smooth. I um. They have non-ground ones too, if you want them. I really want to buy a coffee machine. Mm. It's actually one of the few items that I want to buy. You mm. know, a few weeks ago, one of my time ass tips was the vacuum robot. Mm. That's another item I want to buy. Yeah. Um, and the other one I want to buy is a coffee machine. Yeah, it's good. I, I think it'd be awesome. I have to buy pre-ground beans because um, it doesn't come with a grinder in it. I, I gave you a grinder, Dan. You did. And I still use that if I'd buy... Non-ground beans, yeah. but mm. it's just a pain it's to not do as that. Convenient. Yeah. So, but the Audi ones, it's the same beans, but they come in a pack of ground ones yeah. too. So I was like, mm. no, I'll just buy the ground ones. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's good. Nice. It's good. Good work, Dan. That's my tightest tip. Save your money. Make your own coffee. Love it. Save a lot. All right. Let's go to our main topic. So our main topic today, as we said, is a question that we often get. And it's a common misconception about the deductibility of assets. Now, the asset we're mainly talking about here is probably going to be a vehicle. Vehicle or even let's just say any joy or pleasure item. item. Yeah. So, uh, for example, a boat. A boat, yes. A boat, a caravan. A bike. A bike. <laughs> a motorbike. A motorbike. And that's a little good seg segue mm. to motorbike. Um, 
What else? Yeah. Anything that you use for pleasure mm. that is a large one-off purchase. Yeah. So, the question that we're asking here is if I buy this asset and I get some signage put on it, it becomes deductible then, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is it's, a myth. It's a business item. It's advertising. Yeah. So, um, somehow, somewhere, someone mm. told a friend yeah. that my accountant mm-hmm. said... All I had to do was buy a boat, yep. put my logo on there for my business, mm-hmm. and then I can claim the boat and the interest on the loan for the boat mm. on my tax. Yeah, because it's a, it's a business asset. It's got signage. It's clearly, you know, yep. it's clearly for my company or business's purposes. It's got the yep. logo on it. I, mean, I go like, fishing every weekend on it. You can do that with clothing, mm. generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're putting, you know, some a logo. logo and clothing. Yep. You can generally claim that yep. as, a, as a deduction. Correct. Um, what else can you do that with? Stationery? Stationery. Your website? Your website. There are lots of things. So the and you can't claim those things just because there's a logo on them though. No. That's the thing. Correct. There's more of a nexus with those things to the income producing. One, producing 100%. You've just hit the nail, Tim, on the head. Mm. So, yeah, the idea that we're really getting at is... Just because you smack your logo on something doesn't make it deductible. Yeah. The word that Tim used then, which is a very good word, is nexus. Yeah. There has to be a relationship between the asset that you're buying and your business and your income producing income activities. Yeah. So if it doesn't help you in some way to produce income, it's not a deduction. Yep. Regardless of how much logo you put on it. Yeah. Now, the cost of that logo probably a deduction <laughs> yeah yeah the cost of the logo you could claim as, as an expense yeah. because it is advertising it is advertising so but it doesn't mean that you can claim <laughs> the boat depreciation on a boat yeah. or interest on the loan for the boat correct now what if tim what if i like some of my clients and employees come on the boat <laughs> so uh well that's getting even more complicated because mm. then you're looking at fringe benefits tax <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you're actually stepping in an even more <laughs> even bigger pile of shit yeah exactly <laughs> Um, Here's so, the better option. Just buy the boat yourself. Yeah, yeah. If it's for your enjoyment, mm. you're probably best to just buy it out of your own personal money mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about, you know. Here's the thing. You sell these you sell these beautiful one-off items. You could make money on a boat. Boats can possibly appreciate in value if they're a nice yacht or yeah, something like that. Do you want to know something that a lot of people don't know, Tim? If that item is worth more than $10,000, <laughs> you actually have to pay tax on that gain. <laughs> <laughs> so that boat, that beautiful yacht that you've just bought for a hundred grand, is now worth one hundred and fifty, and you sell it. That's fifty grand of uh, capital gains. Tax sucks. Hey. <laughs> Tax sucks. So yeah. So the the uh, the other common part is is the one I normally get, and I have had the boat, and I have had other assets. Yeah. The uh, the one I usually get though is, hey, I'm buying this car. Yes. Um, if I just put my logo on it, I don't need to do logbooks and stuff, do mm-hmm. I? Like the answer to that is is no. You. It doesn't matter if you have a logo on that yeah. car. It's the private use of that vehicle that matters. Exactly right. Putting a logo doesn't automatically make it a commercial vehicle. It's we, the vehicle's property itself. Yeah. So, that is a topic we've already done on the podcast, which yep. is motor vehicles. I think we call it the motor vehicle tax trap. Yeah. We Go did. listen to that episode if yep. you're thinking about getting a motor vehicle and you thought that you could just buy, like put a logo on it. Yeah. We, I don't think we talk about the logos at all on that, but you will have to follow exactly what we say in that episode. Do you know why we didn't discuss that, Tim? Because it has no relevance. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> it's, it's a fake thing. It's a fake thing that everyone thinks exists. Yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, uh, we've just quashed that one, Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is more. There is more to this. Yes. What if I choose to sponsor my own bike riding <laughs> habit? Yeah. Now here is another one, and is it's this a different topic. It's or? a different topic, I think. Yeah. Um, and so maybe we'll allude to it now and yeah. go into it in more detail. Okay. Okay. But but there is a tax ruling. That a lot of people try to exploit Mm. um, that allows you to sponsor a an activity that you participate Mm. in competitively. Mm. So this could be horse riding, this could be motorbike riding, this could be golf. Yachting? This could be yachting. Sailing. Yeah, this could be sailing. And it's Mm. but there is some specific kind of guidelines and things about this that we'll go into on that episode. It would never be enough. To buy a boat. Let's put it that way. No. It's not buying assets. And so, we'll go into that ruling on another episode. I think that's a really good episode to do. Yeah. But perhaps there is some wiggle room for sponsoring. Yeah. Correct. A sport or recreation. So, uh, the one I've heard before, and I'm I'm sure you've heard this one too, Tim, about boats is, oh, yeah, well, I'm sponsoring. I go fishing in competitions on the weekend. I go Mm. in fishing competitions. Mm. So, Mm. I'm going to buy the boat in the business. And you Mm. say, well, no. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Um, But I've got the logo on it and I go in competitions. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. But you're also using it for personal use. And yeah. So, really, the the, the nexus, as Tim said, is, is this asset used to produce income? Yeah. With a vehicle? Well, then obviously there is usually a nexus. You're driving that vehicle to meetings, you're driving it to deliveries, whatever it is that you do. Yeah. And it's, it's apportioned by private usage yeah. um, through things like fringe benefits. Yeah. Um, with a boat, it's harder to justify that. Yeah. So I think in general, the answer is probably going to be no. It's harder to justify unless you have a fishing business. charter business yeah. or you are a fisherman or you're, you do earn income from fishing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And competitively fishing. If you earn income from that boat, then absolutely it's a deduction. <laughs> and it has to be like reported legal income. It can't yep. be like going out into uh, international waters for gambling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and this kind of like sparks my mind around like another conversation piece as well. Mm. It's not not deductible simply because it's it's expensive. It is all to do with the nexus. Correct. So, just because Mm. it's a $1 million boat versus a $10,000 boat, that does not change deductibility. No, not at all. It's how you're using it. Because here's an example. If you're flying first class, you can deduct that for business if the flight is for a business purpose. If there's a nexus between the flight and earning Accessible income, mm. you can deduct that flight. It's not for the ATO to turn around and say, you don't need to fly first class. No. You just fly back with the chumps. Like where, where, Tim, where Tim is, the tight ass. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, they're not saying don't buy expensive boats. No. They're just saying it has to relate to how you earn your income. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can buy a more expensive asset for your business. It's not up to the ATO to determine if you're dumb enough to spend too much money on something. <laughs> That's not their worry. Their <laughs> worry. Yeah, that means you're having a failing business more likely <laughs> because you're just spending too much money on things you don't need. If you're following Tim's tight ass mm. ways, mm. Um, then you're going to have less of a tax deduction, but you've also spent a lot less money. Yep. Now, I always think unless, unless you need that asset or unless the more expensive one comes with better features mm. um, or better quality, then... There is no use spending more money to save tax. No. Because 
more money, like in your bank, pays for more tax. Pays for more, and not in that you end up with a surplus after that. You do. You actually, <laughs> so, you know, you money in your bank money. is better. Hey, I've got a good way to to make money um, from saving tax. Yeah. Use the money that you've got there to pay the tax and then just enjoy the money that you've got left over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, nice. Tim. Here, here's one. Pay um, the tax. It's probably cheaper than buying the boat. No, but what I want to do is I want to buy... So, I've got three employees, but it, you know, I want to save tax. I'm going to buy a fourth car. <laughs> it's just going to be parked in the garage. It costs about 30 grand. It's going to depreciate and I'm going to be only able to sell it for like 10 yeah. grand in, in a few That's years. What I was gonna, yeah, so I was going to say, well, maybe if the car doubles in value. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, Fantastic. So never buy a depreciable asset unnecessarily to save tax. To save tax. Yeah, it's pointless. I mean, if you need that, like you said, if you need, if you need it, it's mm. safer, it's more reliable, it's going to look better for the business. You use it for business purposes. Mm. Do it. Yep. Um, but slapping a logo on it. Does not um, make it deductible. Yeah. And spending a lot of money on it uh, or even not that much money on it doesn't necessarily make it deductible. Now, so. here's something that I want to throw by you, Tim, because I think, I think you and I can probably relate to this. And I know there is certainly somebody out there who let's just say he enjoys golf and is a physiotherapist. <laughs> now, if... Your decision to buy this asset, because you know in your mind, this is too expensive. I shouldn't be buying this. Mm. And so, if your only way to justify buying it is, well, if I can put it through the business. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. It's probably not a good idea. Because it's still the business's money is your money. Exactly. It's just, yeah. It, it, it's the exact same conversation we're having before. Do you need it? If you don't need it, yeah. use it to pay the tax and mm-hmm. you'll have that money left over. Yeah. And if you... And you if, can probably use that if to build a check is, or something. I really... <laughs> If the answer is, do I really want it, then that's fine too. But the business doesn't have to pay for it. <laughs> and, th- and we're coming back to personal budgeting here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so slapping a logo on something doesn't necessarily mean you can claim a deduction for it. That myth mm. and uh, rumor and ch- Chinese whispers mm. can be busted. 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 <laughs> 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 Which of the Mythbusters would you be? Um, the sort of quirky redhead dude or the dude that wears the... Um, I'm not the beret guy. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to be a beret. <laughs> no one's the beret But he's guy. probably the smarter, more rational guy. He does So, think- that's you. <laughs> See what I did not- there? I gave you a compliment yeah, for, but, to give you the shit. But is he that much smarter and rational if he wakes up every morning, looks in the mirror and says, you know what look good on my head? A beret. I'm from like Houston or something, like a beret. Why I mean, not? You get up and look in the mirror every day, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Well. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, Tim, do you have another thing? I have a couple. Oh, go for it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's nice to have a couple of other things. Um, first one, Dan. Mm. Did you know there's such a thing as Steve Irwin Day? I didn't until you informed me. Yeah. So, on Sunday, uh, coming home from Noosa, we're flying from Brisbane. Um, we had a bit of time to kill. We flew out at like 4.30 or something. So, we decided to go to Australia Zoo, mm. which is halfway between Noosa and Brisbane. Yep. And uh, yeah, it just so happened it was Steve Irwin Day. That's, that's a lot of luck. That's a good day to turn up. So, the reason it's Steve Irwin Day is because he, um, he had this tortoise. Oh, I forget. It starts with an A, like a, a, a Dabra something tortoise. Mm. Um, and um, it was like its birthday. And I think it's dead now, but it was its 160th birthday 
Ooh. 10 years ago or something. Like they live until they're 170. How good are tortoises? It's cool. Mm. So that was his favorite turtle's birthday. Yeah. Uh, so it's right. Steve Owen Day. Yeah. So I get to see Bindi, Robert, um, Bindi's Terry. Husband? Uh, Bindi's husband was there, the wakeboarder. What's yeah. his name? Blake or something? I don't know. Um, yeah, it was quite interesting. They were feeding crocs and yeah but it actually in the crocosseum what it made me want to do is go back and watch all the old Steve Irwin stuff because I was never that into it I kind of just I, I kind of like um, wasn't a fan of how much of a, like an Aussie larrikin he well, sort of was well here's the thing about Steve Irwin is that he actually wasn't that famous in Australia it was overseas yeah, yeah. so was, uh, I'll tell you a funny Steve Irwin story okay yeah when oh, I was right. 10 I lived in the US for um, like half a year or so and I I was 10. Um, Steve Irwin, I think, had just become like a big thing in the US. Um, and so I was, we, we used to go ice skating like every day. I went ice skating in this place and the people that worked there was like, oh, you know, like, like Steve Irwin, nice. the, you know, the crocodile yeah. hunter. And I was just like, because you had an Australian accent. Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> and like, yeah, you know, the crocodile, the croc hunter, like Steve Irwin. I was like, you mean like Crocodile Dundee? Like that was the, that's the one I knew. <laughs> that's who they thought they were. Yeah. I, I knew Crocodile Dundee. I didn't yeah. know who Steve Irwin was. And it, I didn't know until an American told me that Steve Irwin was this very famous Australian wow. guy. And I'm like, not in Australia. <laughs> didn't even know who he was. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. At the time, there was even some controversies. Like he took his one month old um, baby. In the Robert. Croc- it was Robert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Into the pen. Yeah, I remember that. When he was feeding the crocodiles. Do you remember where you were when you found out he died? I don't. I do. You do? Mm. No way. I was on a ski trip in year 10. All oh, right. And I was traveling between Perisher and Smiggins. All oh, right. And I was on the bus and on the, came over the radio and everyone was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. It is really sad. I mean, mm. he left behind Massive a legacy. very young family. Mm. Um, and he was all about conservation mm. and education around what people thought were dangerous animals that should just be killed. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what makes me want to go back because now I'm like way more open to... He was just being himself. He yeah. was just like, in a way, and I don't want to like, you know, put us on a mantle or anything, Dan, but yeah. we're kind of the Steve Owens of the accounting well, mm, I think that should be our new logo. <laughs> that's our new. That's our new tagline. It's our new the tagline. accountants, the Steve Irwins of the accounting world. But like we just set out to, we just like enjoyed this, yeah, and we just wanted to do this, and we're just spreading the word, like we're making it available for people to enjoy. Mm, I think you're and right. Be part of, and we're just being ourselves. No, I think that's a good lesson to be learned. And for be some yourself. reason, he sort of like rubbed me the wrong way when I was younger. But now mm. I'm looking at it, I'm like. He was just being himself. He's just a, he's just a dude. That. So, I want to go check that out. Yeah, that's cool. That's one of my other things. The other one is, if you're looking for a good series on Netflix, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I've been seeing that check advertised. It yeah. It's so good. It's good. It's so good. Nice. It's like chess. You wouldn't think it'd be entertaining, yeah. but it's very, very entertaining. It makes you want to become a grandmaster of chess. Yeah, right. I should watch that. It's cool. Cool. Nice. Um, about you, Dan? My other things this week, uh, the NBA draft is on today. Actually, I think it started 10, oh, yeah. 15 minutes ago. No, I think it's on at midday. Midday, was it? I yeah. thought it was 11.30. I could be wrong. Anyway, yep. But yeah, the NBA draft uh, is on. The NBA comes back, Tim, on uh, the 22nd of December, I think. Oh, what? 
Yeah. So that they, soon? Yes. Yeah, so it was a big negotiation between the players and the league. Oh, and they decided. I think the, the players wanted to have longer. Mm. And then the league was like, well, you're going to take giant pay cuts yeah, because we're losing yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Because usually the season like, would be on All right, now. let's start. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think they go. Uh, so, trade week. Yep. The draft, free agency period, all happened this week, essentially, at the same time yep. for a very short period. Yep. And then they go into training in like the 1st of December and then they're back playing by the end of the month. So, yep. very quick turnaround. It's crazy. I'm trying to look up the draft start time here, but it looks like there's no news on who has been drafted, yeah, just, um, where. So I'm on the NBA page. I'll just refresh. It says 8 p.m. Eastern time. So, whatever that is. Well, it's not a 30, is it? No, you're right. Not so a it's going to be midday. Yeah. So uh, yeah, keen for yeah. that. So nice the, one. Yeah, the NBA. That's exciting. Um, that's that's my other thing this week. Trade trade weeks pre- or trade periods pretty cool. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many rumors. James uh, Harden. Harden wants to go to Brooklyn, mm. um, but Houston might just hold on to him because he. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, well, lots of they're lots within their rights. Chris Paul went to the Suns. Yeah. Um, yeah a lot happening. See, it's interesting, like, with Houston threatening to hold on to him, mm. a lot of that is a bargaining chip. Yeah. Um, if they're like, yeah, we don't want him anyway, then Brooklyn knows they don't have to give up so much to get him. Mm. But if Houston's like, no, we'll keep him, then Brooklyn knows they need to go that extra extra, extra, extra step, step to mm. try and pry him out mm-hmm. of that club. It'll so. be interesting. It'll yeah, be cool. interesting. All right. Well, that's my other thing this week. Uh, send in some listener questions, everybody. We love answering your questions. Yep. If you have any, send them through to any of the social medias uh, at Two Drunk Accountants. Uh, email us, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any comments, give us a rating or a review. We'd love that. People love to, uh, to listen. And Tim, it is currently the 19th of November. The Drunky Awards happen in a month. Oh, I'm so keen for that. Is that on the? Is that in the week ending the eighteenth of December? You reckon? We'll yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, are we going to do something? Last year we did the twelve days of Christmas. That was a big commitment. It was tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> pretty rough. <laughs> this year we might not do the twelve days of Christmas, but Maybe I think not. we will do a few special episodes, including the drunkies. We might send out some nomination. Uh, yeah. So if you want to nominate someone for some yes. drunkies, um, send them to us because we would like to. Um, to start handing them out. So, we might post on our socials over the next week the different categories of drunkies. Cool. Um, Dan, didn't we say we we're going to do something when people followed us on Instagram or Facebook? Yeah. Um, I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to go back. I have to give a prediction for the future. A prediction for the future. <laughs> Predict their future. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Go and do that. All right. I will. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will calculate it.